1: And I hope they'll be useful for you. The other cause that I've seen a few cases now, it's very interesting where they have low hormones from the brain are men who've been overweight in the past and been through some gastric banding type procedure and have lost 30, 40, 50 kilos. They're very proud of the fact that they have gained better body weight, but sadly, uh, it can switch off the pituitary and therefore switch off sperm counts for the time being. It's more about the sudden weight loss because even putting on another five or six kilos, uh, after that time, the the pituitary will switch back on. You don't need to go back to your full weight, overweight to to have sperm products. So that's the low hormones that we measure. If we measure the high hormones, the ones where we get high levels of the pituitary hormones, LH and FSH. FSH in particular, It's a very bad sign because what it's saying is that pituitary gland is trying as hard as it can to get the testicle to produce sperm. It's trying to tell the workers in the production line to get working and working well and it shouts louder and louder to get that message across, and that's what we see in the high FSH level. It's as if the pituitary is shouting out to make the production line work. And because the production line isn't working, those levels remain high. And it's so that uh, almost certainly in that scenario, there is actually a defect in the production line that can't be reversed. What we've got to be doing is dealing with whatever sperm is there and using technology to use those few sperm, which these days is IVF. With so those are the invest, basic investigations that we do. We also check genetics because there's a small group of men who have an extra X chromosome. There are men who have um, other aberrations of the, the number of chromosomes and that leads to poor sperm production. So um, male fertility, the, the thing we do worst is telling men that they have no sperm. Because um, most of us are gynaecologists, we're used to treating women and we're used to telling women bad news and, and doing it reasonably well. We're not used to telling men the bad news. The question that arises all the time is how can we do it better? Some people suggest that you know if we get a poor sperm count, we should take the, the male aside, separate to the woman to break that news. Uh, I'm not totally convinced about that. But I think the, re- the reassuring things that need to be done, because what men what happens in their thought processes is if my sperm count's low, I'm not a man anymore. I've lost my virility. But in fact, testosterone, which is the main driver of virility, uh, is not changed in men who have low sperm count. Uh, they're independent issues. So, you know, having an erection is not going to be a problem. It does become a problem. i certainly had men come back to me once I've told them they have poor sperm counts. And so when they go to have intercourse, they worry that, They're not going to get the woman, uh, their partner, pregnant, and psychologically they become uh, somewhat uh, impotent. So we need to reassure men along the lines that their, their testosterone is fine. And then certainly had examples where men have actually said to their wives, "Find another man because I've got no sperm." But there are ways around it with donor sperm, although much less frequently than we ever did in the past because we have single sperm injection with ICSI. So if you start investigations for your GP and or with a specialist and you find out that the male is the problem, make sure you get referred to someone that understands male fertility. And that's mostly not the general gynaecologist who dabbles in infertility. The people who know best are those that have actually studied male infertility as part of their training. And in Australia, it's that group of of specialists who hold something called a CREI after their name, a certification in reproductive endocrinology and infertility, which is handed out by the college after you've done three extra years and two very difficult exams, which include male infertility. The average gynecologist knows almost nothing about male infertility and they'll refer you straight on to IVF and give you no benefits of the possible treatments for the occur for men with infertility. And don't forget that you can access all the previous episodes by going to our website www.theivfjourney.com and select IVF Journey podcast from the navigation menu.